Warning, the following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mark actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, 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 because you know in time you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation, a show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes, they come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. fish breath from my pussy yes i do hallelujah <laughs> yes hallelujah praise the almighty snow mom and dad fucked in a barn hallelujah stinky fish breath let me put my god inside of you Ooh. That sounds sexy. Your god's a penis? Yes. Yeah, whose god's not a penis? My god is a penis. The almighty dog. I thought your goddess was Venus. Your desire. That's my razor. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, Void. You mean the things they lock up at the drugstore? Because they're so damn expensive. Yes, yes, the things that get stolen at Walmart by some poor, poor people. Poor people. I don't care. Let them steal from the large corporations and their greediness. Yeah, just don't attack the workers. That's not good. Why not? Well, because they're not being paid to defend their stuff. It's, they aren't paid enough. They're participating in it. You want to go try some riot? Yes, yes, I do. What does it taste? Blah. Oh, it tastes like shit. Ah, uh, ah, uh, it tastes like shit. It tastes like mouthwash. Maybe some, you know, toothpaste. You know, like kids' toothpaste. That's what it tastes like. Did it's you get not the? Too bad. Did you oh, get you the uh, thermogenic color. one? Because. Some of those sometimes have a minty flavor to them. Oh, it does have a minty flavor. Yeah. So does anybody know what episode this is? I know what episode this is. 101 or 102? Shut up! 101. It's 101! Okay, that's my first guess was correct. Yeah, we're on the flip side now. Not 101, 101. Yeah, yeah. It's 101. 
one. Oh, baby. Yeah. Yes. Two ones go in the one zero hole. Yes. Yes. I wanted to thank everyone who has been a part of the podcast thus far. I would like to thank Void, most of all. Even though he tends to drift off on his phone, looking at goat porn, or falling asleep to having lucid wet dreams after watching the goat porn. It's not my fault that he was here first. So just thank him first, huh? Well, yeah, he's been here first. Fuck that guy. Come on, honey bonds. You're really doing a motivational speaking tonight, aren't you? I'm just kidding, son. We love you. You're the VIP. Yeah, even though you do jerk off to goat porn. Uh, That is is a lie. That is wrong. That is fake news. Okay, Trump. Fake news, huh? Nah, it's not true. I just watch regular porn. So he has been with me. Just regular porn. What is regular porn? Human on human contact. Yeah. No costumes? Costumes are fine. Pretty much anything as long as... Costumes? Normal? So a human on a goat costume human. Well, that's fine, but that's not my thing. That's fine. I like horseplay. Kitty up. <laughs> I wonder if that lady who uh, dropped off a bunch of stuff at work that had hay in her car was in the horseplay. Probably. You should have fucked her right on top of it. No, no. It was Push really her over? Dis- no, it was really disgusting. And go clop down the trail. You can lift up her brick brown tail. <laughs> you know, and you put it in. You know, that special hole. Make it queef with your fist, you know. That's disgusting. You have a way with words. She's got a butthole for that. You do both. Double feast. She'll be whistling Dixie. <laughs> I think she'd be kicking me in the face is what would be happening. Yeah, she'd be fucking bucking you. Who would, yeah. it be, would it be Crocodile Hunter Crikey? I got to shove yeah, my me. finger in its butthole. Yeah, you see me wiggling around in the wind you just behind the horse running around. You thumb in a crocodile's butthole? I was quoting a fake joke about uh, Steve Irwin. That's how you check for the sex of the animal. Don't be making fun of Steve Her- Irwin. I'm they have internal hero. sex organs, Void. You have to stick your finger in holes. And guess what? Reptiles, just like the chicken, use the same hole to poop and to let out things like a sperm. Well, it showed them in. They piss out of the same hole. Yes, but we do not let out eggs from our assholes. Not this time. What? For a second, I thought you were about to talk about my yoni egg experience. That's different. Yes. I would also like to thank the nut gatherer, for she was the vessel for my best friend Void and my lover. I should have been first. She's the most supportive being I have through this journey, being a key supporter and co-host. I would also like to thank the squirrel hunter, for he was the first to help me realize that this was not for nothing. 
the squirrel hunter post every now and then in support of our narratives. Then, of course, there is the nut robber, Felipe Hornihos. Hornihos? Or Felipe on the horny horse. The nut robber has been the most active support for our face fuck your mambo thus far, along with the nut gatherer. Then, of course, there is the nut launcher. The nut launcher showed me the other day, I believe it was a Friday, that he was uh, following the nut gatherer on the teak of the talk. What's up, man? He requires a shirt, and we shall get him one. Free one, for when you become a tribe member, we will tell you somewhere along the lines in this episode how you become one of those. There's some stuff going on in the background. It's fucking creepy. What? I'll have to play the video back. Boy, are you going around your mom? I'm just sitting here. Is it catching your farts? No. No ectoplasm. Somebody's behind us. Your mama? So speaking of uh, information and such, there was a human uh, that wrote a review in early July, or earlier this year, in July of 2021, and that required them and encouraged them to message me on Facebook, your mom book, Twitter, Instagram, or Teak of Talk if you want to, you know, be a tribe member and such. I prefer Face Fuck Your Mom book for obvious reasons. So welcome to episode 101. And know that if this is your first episode, you are in for a completely different experience from any other podcast. We are the first of our kind. And if anyone says otherwise, prove me wrong. I dare you. As some humans say, I triple dog dare you. No! I infinitely dog dare your mama's asshole. A Googleplex. That's a lot of dares. Yes. I will dare you to hell. In the magical lala man of fecal matter. Nothing but bitches. That sounds like heaven. No. Tactical bitches. Oh, Female so, dogs. So dogs. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that, that's probably Raining. Raining blood. No feces. horses? Horses. No horses? No horse Big play? floppy horse dick. Covered. Ooh, big floppy horse dick. Coming out of your mama's ass. That's quite the sight to behold. Big horse cock coming out your mom's ass. What? <laughs> sounds hot. Behold. Please don't animate that. It was his rubber fist. That's his bedroom toy. Speaking of which, why do you have my bedroom toy, Void? Okay, question for you, babe. Why, or, I'm sorry, question for you, Slumpy Jumpy. Yes, my fluffy waffy bunny. Why do you have my big floppy horse fish cock toy out here? Well, I was inspecting it. Were you going to stick it in my ass? No, I was trying to find traces of void. So you were looking for his, like, pieces of his butthole? Like, shit and stuff? Yes, I could I smell. I don't even do that. What the fuck is wrong with that? It smelled just like him. Well, I think there were pieces of his bean dip on there. 
Ew, this is I'm telling you, there's something weird going around this place. Weird things are getting moved around and more missing. And I blame boy. Usually the ones closest to you that ruin things. Well, maybe he was just borrowing it. Shem, were you yes. just borrowing it? Were you no. just borrowing it for your bean dip? No. He was dipping it in his bean dip. Hey, the hand that makes a good scoop. It was you, wasn't it? Yes, he was sticking my bean fish <laughs> in my bean dip. At the Super Bowl. We haven't said In the it. Super Bowl. We haven't said a lick of anything about who we're supposed to be covering. It has been 60 minutes before editing. <laughs> so maybe like 12 minutes. No, more like 14 and a half. Okay, so who Don't are we? Don't fucking argue with me. Just, just get into this. I'm not arguing. I'm correcting you. Okay, so who's the topic today? Son of a bitch. Yes, who are we talking about? Sorry, Sean, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to topic. Let's get on to topic. You guys want to talk about me and the bean dip? Well, you were you were waving my, my butthole fish in my face. You have a fist in your butthole? It's my, it's my butthole toy. We already established this one, Ward. Where were you? <laughs> It's for my trying to block out the images you guys are giving me nightmares. It's for my horseplay. Yeah, all right. You think wearing costumes for sex is normal? It is, but it's not my thing. Oh yeah, Halloween in the bedroom every night, baby. Well, that's where he got the um donkey, the donkey show from. Yeah, the donkey show. You know who else had a donkey show? Oh, someone. But not the male sapien of the homo we're covering today. His name is Thomas Sidenham. Sidenham? Sidenham. Sid sit on ham? Yes, Ward, he sits on ham. <laughs> is he oppressed ham? Instead of horses, he sits on hams. He rides the hams. Yeah. The ham hawks. The hawks with the hams flying through the sky. Well well, he is considered a prince. Of English physicians and the English Hippocrates. The lifespan of this sapien of the Homo was from 1624 to 1689. So he lived around the age of 65 Earth revolutions. Oh, he is most noted for being one of many fathers for what is called clinical medicine, along with epidemiology. Oh, so he gave you the good drugs. Well... That has nothing to do with the good drugs, good if you drugs. want. Whatever kind of drugs you're talking about, Void. What are the good drugs, Void? Which ones are good and which ones are bad? Can you tell me? No, I meant the ones that knock you out, like the morphines and the uh, painkillers. The ones that make you feel really, really good. Yes, but how did you gather that from being the prince of physicians in epidemiology? Well, that's what uh, epidemiology is. The uh, guy who gives you the drugs. No, oh, that's anesthesiology. It makes you knocked out. It's epidemiology is the study and analysis of the distribution 
who, when, and where. Patterns are determinants of health and disease conditions in defined populations. Oh, okay. As quoted from Wicked oh, Dicky oh, Mama Pedia. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what source is that? No, no, I, I, my brain totally farted. A gork is 100% correct. Or not 100, but uh, so correct on the epidemiology. So Not 100, but you're correct. So your brain did a gork, huh? According to your definition of what you found out about gork. Huh? Yes. No, I'm Yeah? Sure. I see how this point. I'm watching you. What? I stated I was wrong. Thank we you. know. He's wrong, too. Well, you're all wrong. Never, never, ever, ever have I been wrong. Not in his whole human lifetime. Not well. Being a human, yes. You're always wrong sometimes when you're a human. Always, sometimes. Always. So he studied diseases. What diseases did he study? We'll get into that a little bit later, huh? Oh, okay. Is that, is that cool? Yes, that's fine. Let's go with the topics. Yeah, yes, yes. Our story begins at the birth, as usual, for the one named Thomas Sydenham. It is said to have taken place named Winford Eagle of the province called Dorset in their country named England of the south coast on the main landmass of England. Winford is indicated by Dicopedia to be a combination of two Celtic words, when in the fruit, translated to white or bright stream. Oh, give her my bright stream. <laughs> the population was estimated to have been a mere 60 in the year of 2013. Wow, that's kind of a very small, uh, close-knit population. Small breathing pool. Technically, Winford is known to be what is a hamlet, which, okay. which means to be a settlement. Smaller mm -hmm. than that of a village. Mm -hmm. Along with being a hamlet, this settlement is also called a parish by someone who added to Dicopedia page. How oh. small. Remember we went over this. Sixty people. Sixty people. I mean, if you need work done building a house, that might actually be a good number of people to help. Including all the children that get buried under the rumble. Or in an Amazon building during a tornado. Yes. yes. Let's get ready to rumble. So, Thomas Sydenham was born in 1624 as the fifth son to what Source 6 claimed to have been a wealthy country gentleman. I also read that the new manor house, that is now a manor farm, was built six years after his birth in 1630. He grew up somehow received some sort of education with a family that was wealthy, and wound up at Oxford. What Source 5 communicated is that Thomas Sydenham was born into a Puritan family, only to be sent to Mad Galen College of Oxford at the age of 18, which would have been the year 1642. Britannica briskly moved towards Thomas Sydenham's study of medicine, being interrupted by his parliamentary activities, during the English Civil Wars. Source 5 indicated that this occurred just a few months following his initiation of Oxford education. Thomas, Did he have to fight in it or no? Actually, Void, Thomas Sydenham enlisted into the Parliament forces on the opposite side of the one we covered earlier, Thomas Willis. Oh, wow. So he was on the other side of Thomas Willis. During this time, you know, 
regarding political affiliations. Who actually won? It was the parliamentary side. Sydenham okay. side, not okay. Thomas the Willis side. Okay. The Willie Willis. Not Thomas's Willie? Willis? I have a feeling he did not win. As a matter of fact, as a part of this war, it's said that Thomas Sydenham suffered some sort of injuries. Those injuries were not mentioned in any of the articles I read for specific areas or what caused the damage. I imagine it might have been gunfire to the shoulder or something. There's a lot of stab wounds in, in uh, fighting from that era. Oh, yeah. A lot of times when they get that close to each other, they would, per- bayonets. they would pretend to fight. They wouldn't even fight. I was listening to the Revolutions podcast with uh, Mike Duncan hosting it. He was talking about how many of the people in the Civil War could not bear the idea of attacking each other directly. Like many of the people fighting were neighbors or relatives even. Some of the people were fighting each other. They were pretending to fight. At least that's what he said in his his podcast. Also, it has been stated that there were brothers on opposite sides too. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Family members, yeah. In six, uh, I was just adding to that that oh, that was the case. Also. Yeah, because I didn't specify. I just jumbled around a bunch of words and threw it in there like a cocktail. Yes. So in 1646, thank you, Void, Sydenham resumed his studies, making a life-altering decision to begin working on medicine. After reading Britannica's article, I felt like Sydenham already began medicine man studies. While Source 5 has me thinking that Sydenham just started classes somehow being accepted without a plan on what he wanted to be with a letter that I know many would use to apply to universities today. So whatever the case may be, he studied medicine at this college. What was noted for a, a degree called an MB, which I assume to be a bachelor's in medicine, in 1648 at the age of 24. Source 5 confirmed my assumption, claimed, claiming that just after two years of studying from 1646 to 1648, he was created a bachelor in medicine. The fact that the chancellor that was new during this time was a Puritan earl human of the place called Pembroke commanded that this action would happen regarding Thomas Sydenham. It might have something to do with the favoritism on, you know, the political affiliations at the time. Any choice from the actual staff of the University of Oxford is currently not known. Regardless of any favor, Sydenham would have proven to have been very intuitive as a physician. I also found Source 6, which contradicted the timeline narrative claiming Sydenham returned to education in 1647 rather than 1646, only to receive his degree the following year for a total of 18 months rather than the two years prescribed by the other article I read. Source 6 continued to go into some description of the formal training. This training would have been a mixture of the classics, you know, Aristotle, Galen, Hippocrates, etc. Anatomical dissections and disputations were included in the education as well. This seems all good and dandy, but Thomas is believed to have wanted something other than that. He desired bedside training. He is thought to have had held only experience as the true sayer. Above all other forms of study, one may find it ironic to think Sydenham desired empirical studies based on studies rather than theories in academia, 
only to still believe the balance of humors to be what is needed to fix a disease. At least the chronic ones, which are caused by people's own actions and lifestyle choices, according to Sydenham. Source 5 continued with Sydenham becoming a member of some group, naming him with the title of, quote, Fellow of All Souls, end quote, until the year of 1655. You done yawning? Yes, sorry. <laughs> this is when Sydenham petitioned for the almighty ape man named Cromwell, so he could have compensation for his injuries received during the Civil Wars of England. Cromwell is said to have granted his compensation at this point. Sydenham is relayed to have left the souls alone because he got busy with what Source 5 claimed to have been quote-unquote dubious joys, a practice in Westminster, whatever that means, because there was no specifications on what kind of dubious joys he was being a part of. I mean, after we watched that documentary on Marquis de Sade, I have no idea what to think anymore about these humans. Yeah, they're fucking disgusting. Yeah. They're worse than me. Yeah, this was even like a whole century prior to Marquis de Sade. You think these people were worse? No. I don't think so. I don't think this guy was. After this study of practice in Westminster, it was followed by an unspecified marshy area that was studied by Thomas, which had had malaria run rampant during this time. Taking note on atmospheric conditions much like Hippocrates when it came to humidity and temperature for diseases, the treatment of smallpox with cold is a battle against the heat. Sydenham also held in his mind that each disease, re each disease required a separate treatment, for they have separate symptoms and causes. One would be called Peruvian bark, which contained crude quinine for the treatment of malaria. He can't truly take credit for this treatment since Source 7 specified on the history of its use, for it has multiple European names. They are Jesuit bark, Cardinal's bark, Sacred bark, and or Sacred bark for their use in South America by the Jesuit missionaries. My thinking is that these people were taught by local medicine men there, crediting their original use for naturally occurring, occurring quinine to some South Americans, perhaps some Peruvians. The narrative continues with some Spanish countess of Chinchon became ill and she was cured by the bark of the tree in Peru. She brought it back to Spain in 1638 because it would alleviate some fevers and various diseases. No credit given to the story of the human that accidentally drank that accidentally drank from a pool of water out of thirst while being sick, only later to realize it had been contaminated by the tree. Later he found his fever to go down. This association had him using this tree bark. Is this aspirin? No. It's crude quinine. It's an anti-malarial drug. It's used for a lot of viruses, apparently. What kind of tree is this? It's called... Either the cinchona tree or the quinaquina tree. That's interesting. Yeah, aspirin came from another bark, right? Yeah, that's why I was asking. We, I just took aspirin yesterday. Oh, that was willow bark. Okay, I don't. I have no fucking clue. I don't know shit. 
It is believed that the earliest evidence for initiating his his practice was in 1656 in London, England. During this time, Britannica, source 3, claimed that Thomas Sydenham made an accurate study of epidemics. Well, like all good things, his study without fear of any political repercussions due to his side being in power came to an end. In the end of the month of May of 1660, because King Charles II came into power. You know, that son of the guy that was beheaded by Cromwell? Although I have a feeling that Cromwell did not have the chutzpah to swing the axe all on his own. Have you heard stories about the axe swinging for beheadings in England? I have not. How about you, Ford? Yes. You have? Yes. Have you heard about sometimes the blade being too dull? And they got a push on it. Oh, shit. Or they take another whack. What about when someone just moves slightly and it doesn't make a clean cut all the way through and it's only partially and the person's just bleeding out, head halfway attached? Sounds like fun. I don't think Cromwell did it. The French had it right. They just put their head inside a slot with a, with a blade just go clunk. They did have to push on that sometimes, too. Yes, but you weren't going to miss like that one time. This time, a power change. Thomas is thought to have traveled to Montpierre by some, although this wouldn't have been for much time since notes from Thomas Sidenham indicated he was in London during the summer of 1660. He was described suffering from gout. Regardless of his bout of the gout, Sydenham would have ended up passing three examinations that were required to get into the academic community called the Royal College of Physicians in the year of 1663. This is licensure required to legally practice medicine in London. So, we know that even though he only had about 18 months to two years of studying medicine, he ended up doing research all on his own, treating people probably all over the place, illegally, I bet, until 1663 when he passed the exam, because he felt like the abstracts taught in school were not going to teach him what real-life experience would. So, after some time working on his practice in medicine in London, he ended up working on a book. This book was published in 1666, three years after, but it was from the work from 1656 he used on the basis for his book of fevers. The title of this book is Methodus Curandi Fevos, Fever, Febres, The Method of Curing Fevers. It was written in Latin, and that was the first edition. Yeah, can you make sure not to yawn into the microphone void? It's very disturbing. Sorry. It pisses me off, Void. I know. I'm trying not to. I'm Nobody just... wants to hear it. I know, but I'm so relaxed. This is not sleepy time with Void. I know. It's not. Void, what can I we do to wake you up? I get pretty relaxed chilling here, too. Do you want me to light the fire underneath your wazoo? No, no, it's just... You sure? I am relaxed, and so when I'm relaxed... Ah, get away. Come on, Void. Take it. Take my lighting. In his ass. Come on, Void. No, get away. Come on. No, <laughs> my belly button lint. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's going to catch on fire. Yeah. The stench alone. Stinky. <clears throat> Anyways, the second edition of this book 
was published in 1668 with an additional chapter on the plague that had occurred. Following this publication on the original edition from 1666, ten years later, in 1676, it was an expansion of Methodist Curandi Febres, which carried a more well-known title of Observations Medicae. Britannica later claimed this book became the standard textbook for two centuries. Not only this, but the treatise, which is a medical document, you know, to some SOPs on treatment of certain situations, which was written specifically for gout. I wonder why it was published in 1683. Maybe because he uh, learned from having his own bout with gout. Yeah, And also yeah. gout and... Uh, those kind of diseases from eating rich foods was rich people's diseases because they had access to uh, overeat. Yes, yes, it was. Now, if one reads Source 5, and what seems to be a slight contradiction is that the first edition of the Fever's book earned Thomas Sydenham notoriety. It was enough fame to stretch across Europe. Some insolent comment was made in the following statement. Quote, it is said that whenever Sydenham's name was mentioned, the great Dutch physician Herman Borhav of Leiden doffed his hat, end quote. Yes, yes, the man who have the boar also farted every time the Marquis de Sade was mentioned. He also crapped in the palm of both his hands, just so he could smear it on his face. It's just a stupid comment that no human with the right man would ever believe to be true. You might as well say, Santa Claus knew of Sydenham and made sure to give him extra gifts from the elves, just so Santa could look, could see the look on Thomas's face when Santa would snatch it all back, only to throw a bag of reindeer poo at him. Very enlightening story. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it's like. A bag of shit from Santa. Well, you might as well say that. I mean, when you say, whenever Sydenham's name was mentioned, Doc right, Dutch physician, blah, 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 blah. He shit in both of his hands. I mentioned his name multiple times. No Dutch physician has ever heard this fucking podcast. So how could he possibly doff his hat? Blah. Maybe soon. Yes, the Dutch physician. Maybe we'll meet a Dutch physician soon. Or a Dutch oven. Uh... I've met quite a few of those. Would you like one of those, Void? No. You sure? We have a blanket over there on the couch. Yes, we get this lighter here and we put a Dutch oven on you. I have to fart right now. Yes, do it, baby. No. Wait, don't waste it on him. Give it to me. Okay, give me your nose. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that sounded so realistic. (laughs) I am not the cause. Of your asshole making that sound. I don't know why I made that sound. What's so funny? It tickled you? Yes. My butt cheeks went flappy, flap, flap. Yes. They vibrated. Yes, they did. They blew our raspberry. No raspberries came out. On your stomach? No raspberries came out. I sat on my son's stomach and gave him a raspberry with my ass. Yes. Right, now it's something we have to tell the therapist on Monday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we, we have story to we have him. video proof of it. 
right here on the Tick of Talk. Yes. Oh, great. Here comes C- yeah, CPS. Yeah, CPS is going to come and take you away, Void. Yeah. A th- uh, over 30-year-old man. Yes. I just hear the 911 call. <clears throat> my mom farted on me. Sir, how old are you? In my 30s. But she was naked and sat on my stomach and gave me a raspberry with her asshole. She blew raspberries out her butt onto my stomach. (coughs) Sir, we can't take you away from your mom because you're an adult. Just leave the room. We can just drop you off at one of those um, safe places. Homeless shelter? No, like the gas station or the fire station, or police station. It has that little sign. Three men and a baby. A safe place for children to be dropped off at. Oh, so we're going to just dump every single damn dumpster baby off on some random idiot's doorstep. How, why do they think a fireman is going to be able to take care of a baby or a policeman? Well, I mean, they call the hospital and the hospital comes and takes the child or baby. Yeah, so or you know grown, didn't have to be taken away? Or grown 30-year-old man. You know who didn't have to be taken away? What? Thomas Sandenham. Okay. Oh, shit. Who was hailed for being the first to differentiate between scarlet fever and the measles. Did Whoa. he get raspberries on his stomach, too? All the time, baby. Oh. Where's... Well, not really. Where Sandenham is credited for naming the measles. He then expanded on the descriptions for hysteria. The word Britannica used nature for hysteria. So I want to know more about that. We should do that next episode. I wonder what he expanded on regarding, you know, women overreacting to the fact they were procreation property. You know, vessels to use for reproduction. Do this, do that. I was to wear your ass like a hat. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hey, I gotta go take a shit. And then you can wear my ass like a hat. Oh. Okay. Yes. I'll be right back. Hot, warm, mushy hat. I'm going to take a shit. I'm ready. So, back from your fecal excursion. Yes. How was it? Well, I had you go very quickly because, you know, when we have our ass play with that fish, it's it's a gaping hole. It just kind of drops out. Yeah, I, I had to hurry up and run and, and take a big fat shit. Yeah, like a waterfall. Yeah, so it didn't end up like, you know, on my seat where I'm sitting or in my pants. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It just slid right out. Yeah. I heard and you farted like, in there. Yeah, I had to like, you know, take the toilet paper and like wipe along the inside edges. Oh, yeah, you got to make sure it's clean. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really like a nice. pottery vase, right? No, it wasn't like a vase. It was just like a big log that just poop. That's what I know what to get you for Christmas. A butt plug, yes. Oh, I was going to say a bidet. Spray the inside of your oh, asshole. Oh, that's, yeah, that's an even better idea. I like that idea. Yeah. Yes, I need that. You can get that one. What? Can we get one for your spaceship, too? Yeah. Yeah, you I was, to clean all your guys' nasty. I was just going to take the garden hose and just bring it inside. And, uh, you know, duct tape it to the toilet seat. That's not a Christmas gift. That's cold-ass water from outside. Yeah. You got to whim off your anus. No. Come on. That's not fair. It needs to be nice, warm water. 
You got to feel the cold. Nope. Be one with the cold. It'll make my asshole pucker back up, that's for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really good for that. Make it nice and tight. Go back for round two. For the fish? Yeah. What kind of pleasure does that give you? Ah, uh, the whole fun part is stretching it. Okay, whatever you like, to, sweetie. If you can go back to base one, baby. Twice as much fun. Okay. So, Wally, Thomas Sydenham expanded on the descriptions for hysteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there is a disease that was once called St. Vitus's Dance, also known as Sydenham's Chorea. <laughs> or just Korea. Along the list of accomplishments, Sydenham is credited for introducing opium spirit extract with alcohol called laudanum. More importantly, this ape used iron for treatment of iron deficiency anemia. He is also known for popularizing quinine for treating the disease known as malaria. Unfortunately for Thomas Sydenham, he didn't find out how to use food as his medicine well enough as the saying associated with Hippocrates goes. He died at his house in Pall Mall, London, England, on 12-29-1689. So December the 29th of 1689, at the age of 65. He was then buried at St. James's Church. Let's go into some quotes. Quote, Among the remedies which has pleased Almighty God to give to man to relieve his sufferings, None is so universal and so efficacious as opium. End quote. Let's go to the next one. Quote. Lastly, he must remember that he himself hath no exemption from the common lot, but that he is bound to the same laws of mortality, and liable to the same ailments and afflictions with his fellows. Okay. Now let's get to this next quote, because it contradicts the previously stated quote. Quote, for humble individuals like myself, there is one poor comfort, which is this, viz, that gout, unlike any other disease, kills more rich men than poor, more wise men than simple. End quote. How ignorant and arrogant humans can be. That makes no sense. I am humble. But I am rich and I am wise, what so is, I'm going to die by gout. What does it matter if you're rich or you're poor? Well, because they allow the money to buy the more rich foods, more fatty and more, you know, when you have a bunch of calories from carbs, yeah, but like if rich men would. smart and eat better. Yes, but a lot of people didn't know the nature of gout, even though Hippocrates himself, which is obviously influential to the one named Thomas Sydenham, for you know, food being their medicine. But he also knew that chronic diseases are usually caused by lifestyle choices, which would include gout. So he didn't even realize that, even though he had gout, and it was one of the many diseases that were caused by lifestyle choices. And anyways, people that suffer from gout more nowadays are probably more poor and ignorant people, not wise rich men. We also have the contradiction between the two separate quotes. Remember, he said, No man is different from any other and is liable to the same exact ailments as his fellows. 
That's basically what he said. He contradicted himself. Well, it's expensive to eat healthy now. So. It's always expensive to eat what they call healthy. Yeah, but I'm saying that's why more poor people probably have gout now because they can only afford cheaper, more fattening and garbage filled food. Yes. Yes, I had a friend in high school who got it. I'm like, how'd you get it? It was like we were baffled. Yeah, it probably had something to do with beer. Beer oh, has a lot to do with gout. Uh, actually, it was before drinking. I think he just really loved sausages and meats, like, a lot. Yeah? He really he loved loved his sausages. sausages. Mm. Yeah, let me look this up real quick. Yeah, excess of uric acid, which is that byproduct from, you know, amino acid synthesis. So you get really swollen feet or what? Yeah, yeah. It's usually like both feet at the same time. It's where the joints are, but it can occur in multiple areas. But you get crystallization of uric acid around the joints. You get swollen, terrible feeling joints. But it's an inflammatory disease. So whatever hinders someone from, you know, exposing uric acid from their bloodstream in urine, then they're going to have problems with gout. I'm all looking at my feet, making sure I don't have gout. Oh, it hurts. Sometimes you can't even walk with it. Well, then I don't have gout. If the gout's really bad, you'll have the crystals popping out of your skin, causing diseases. Jesus. Yeah, let me show you. Terrible pictures of gout. I don't know if I want to see them. Oh, yes, you do, baby. We got to learn. Ah, oh, gross. Well, we got to learn what the gout is all about. Oh, look at that. <gasps> what the fuck? Okay, oh. I'm good. That's enough. Oh, my look God. Look at that hand. Oh, boy, it looks like cheese-filled knuckles. Oh. And you think it tastes good? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh. That's what Thomas Sydenham had. Oh, look at that. His finger looks like a penis. Jesus. With syphilis. Can, can we, can you stop? Oh, my God. I thought my feet looked bad. Oh, see, that's the crystal I'm talking about. See that white stuff coming out the oh, skin? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done torturing you, honey buns. Thanks. Wait, you want to see this one? No. Okay. I'm not looking over there anymore. It's, it's making me sick. It's giving me the heebie-jeebies. So, we got another quote. Quote, I confidently affirm that the greater part of those who are supposed to have died of gout have died of the medicine rather than the disease, a statement in which I am supported by observation. End quote. It's probably the most accurate statement from Thomas Sydenham. Remember that documentary that we watched? Honey Bunchkin? Yes. Because they did really stupid shit back then for, yes. um, you know, medicine. Yes, the king, he passed out unconscious, right? Yes, the king passed out. So they bled him. Yes, they took 16 ounces of blood. Two, Two cups, cups, baby. I bet you the doctors drank it right afterwards. They're like, gum, 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 gum. Yeah, because they thought it was full of poison or something. Yeah, it was an imbalance of humors. And then they expelled his bowels. 
yes, yes. You got to expel the brown phlegm After from the ass. After you drain two cups of blood, you have to make somebody shit everywhere so they're extra dehydrated. But you also got to bleed them some more. Then Don't yes, forget that. Yes, then you got to bleed them some more. And then if that doesn't work, you could always smear bird feces on their feet. Yes, that works too. Yes. Pigeon. Yes. Pigeon feces. And then maybe you should go all over the land and get extracts, however they extracted, I don't know, from every single plant and every single animal in all the kingdom of England. So poison him some more with some who knows what mixture. Yeah, let's of use some shit. mandrake root. We got some we got some wormwood here. We got some ergot. We'll just make them trip balls. So what if that doesn't work, baby? What did they do? I think they purged them some more, right? Yes, they made them Jesus, shit some like more. Jesus, sounds like a lot of torture. And then, guess what happened? They just dehydrated him. Guess what happened, boy? What? He, he died? died. Yeah. After they so, bled him again. Yeah, I think he, he, he bled to death. From gout? I think he died from bleeding to death. Oh, okay. I forgot what the disease it was, but it was fucking weird. <laughs> I think it was source two. Yes, it was the YouTube one. That's how they did medicine back then. Uh, yes, some of them. Not all doctors. Uh, Sydenham proven that. He didn't do that. Only the royal doctors. <laughs> real, real smart ones. The real, the best of the best. Yeah, they killed the king. Yeah, the, the smartest humans out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he passed out. He's very flush. Oh he doesn't look goodness. like he has any blood inside of him. Let's so bleed let's him some more. Drain him some more. Blah, 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 blah. This sounds like something from Marquis de Sade. Yeah. All it needed was a little bit of jizzing in that story, and it was Marquis de Sade all over the place. Or some, like, you know, prodding of the anus after I'm, the expelled bell, well, bowel. Yeah, that's after you jizzed on his anus, and then you played with it. So you jizz on the anus, and then you play with it. Yeah. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, following, following the bleeding, the purging, the feces rubbing, the strange extracts that you're supposed to consume. Now we're going to jizz. They might as well have jizzed. They might as well have made some sort of tincture made with all the doctors come and made the doctor drink it. That's what they might as well have done. It probably would have been safer. I bet you that much. Maybe syphilis got given to him, but I'm pretty sure he already had it. Good stuff. He was royalty. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Nothing better than some dirty, nasty apes doing that. Let's train him again. Yeah. So next week, we'll cover some on this shaky man syndrome called Korea and hysteria and what Thomas Sydenham had said about it, huh? That'll be cool. Does that, that sound sounds good? good, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to know more about women by, you know, 1600 standards. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to know sure. about how their wandering uterus caused all the hysteria in the world. The wandering uterus. Yes, yeah. I literally think it was actually just stresses of the world and uh, disenfranchisement that probably caused it. Oh, plus women were property. I mean, yeah. they literally are the slaves of the world. I mean, it probably was also the fact that none of them were probably getting off. 
Yeah, probably. That's yeah, hysteria. Yeah. Oh yeah, all their men, men were cobblers, and they all they did was spent whittling their own wood. She had to jerk them off to um, get them to not be crazy anymore. Void. Cobblers yes. make shoes. I know. What's about whittling wood? Has anything to do with cobbling? Well, maybe shoes, like the soles of shoes were made out of wood back then? Were we talking about clogs from Germany? We're talking about an English dude. Yes, the clogs. <laughs> the German clogs. <laughs> like uh, Mother clogged the toilet today? Yes, yes, yes. Did she put her clog inside the toilet? Yes. Yes, I put my wooden shoe inside of the closet. I mean, the toilet. Closet. <laughs> Not in the closet. Yeah, you thought it was a closet. Great, what is this? A uh, a uh, carrot top routine? Sure. I don't. I don't know anything about carrot top. He does prop comedy, so he would prop. bring up a toilet. My hair is green, not orange. No, no, but Carrot Top would go and be like, uh, I have a toilet, there's a clog in it. And then he shows the crowd and they go, ew, but it's just a wooden shoe on the toilet. I think maybe the joke would go, I have a clogged toilet. Uh-huh. Kind of like, oh, we were watching a show called Lucifer. Uh-huh. And he threw a tire at the guy who's running away. That shit was funny. He hit him in the head and he knocked out. And then his partner came up to the, you know, the, the guy who was running away, but now passed out on the floor. And then he came walking up all nonchalantly, nonchalantly and said, oh, he must have gotten tired. Yes. What is this, NCIS Miami? No, Lucifer. You'll never see it. It's good. No, no, I was joking about that. Yeah! Yeah, I like seeing how how Lucifer exists in some ape man's mind. Okay. So we're going to talk more about... Your mama? We're going to talk about your mama. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Let's Thomas get pressed it. ham. What? Colon pressed ham? We should do an episode on me. Yeah. I'm the most interesting human there ever was. Mm-hmm. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, maybe. Hey, saw that thing I said. Did I tell him how to become a tribe member? Yes, how oh, is yes, that? Tell him. You share, you like, you write a review. You know, just, you know, follow or subscribe, whatever media player allows you to do what? Share one of these videos. Write a review. Give us a five star for God's sake. Thank you so much. So thank you Mike Groff from 7-21-2021. Different but in a great way. Five stars. Absolutely love the way the horse is doing this show. Different to anything I've heard before and really made me laugh. Look at that. See that? Mike Groff. You, you son of a bitch. You send us messages now. We give you a free t-shirt, huh? And you become a tribe member. Yeah, you got to message us. Find us on social media. Oh, we got Deezer, Jazzy Fresh Butthole, <laughs> Anal Bead Galore. What? I'm joking. <laughs> We're just making up names now. We got Pirate Booty 69. Ooh. 
Pirate Booty 69. Oh, Sounds yeah. Sounds like they like those fish in their butt. Yeah. Oh, me. Oh, God damn. Well, you got to bring that motherfucker in short. Yeah, you get if you If you do all those things, you know, write a review, subscribe, and, uh, you know, maybe share something on social media of our podcast. You know, they have those share links on whatever media player you have. So you can easily share it with the little sparkling icons, you know, that pop up that attach to whatever social media you use. It's really simple. You click one, you click another, boop, it takes you to your social media. Then you can write a little ditty, you know, tell them how much you like us, and then press send. It's like literally a few clicks away from becoming a tribe member. Then you have to message us, of course. And then you prove to us that you are a subservient human who will obey every command of your superior ape-man beings. Aliens. Aliens. Yes. And then you become tribe member. You'll get the title. And a glow-in-the-dark t-shirt. Yeah, we have freaking cool. One of a hundred only. That's it. Yeah. That will ever be made. Yeah. And all the others who are like, you know, waited for so long to finally listen to us will be going, oh, damn it, I wish I listened to these guys. I wish I was one of the first 100. I wish I was one of the first 100 that gets abducted and taken away from this planet as soon as it blows up. I mean, what? That's not the plan. Oh, come on. You never know. Captain Gooch Gobbler could change his mind any time. He won't even let me come up there. That's not fair. That's because he's afraid of what you're going to do to his face with your waffle. He would like my blue waffle. I don't think so. I think he would. He was shaking like a leaf on a tree. During a hurricane. Anyways. He flew away. Yes, he flew away. Anyways, until next week, what do we do? We live in peace. See you later. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>